The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. Now live from the Pirate Radio studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring the ECU Baseball Players Lounge. On today's podcast, we'll hear comments from C.J. Mayhew, Carson Wisenhunt, Bryson Worrell, Ryder Giles, and Zach Agnos. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast starts right now. All right, inside the Players Lounge here with East Carolina pitcher Carson Wisenhunt. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Carson, great to uh, have you here, man. How you doing? Good. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, and uh, Carson... Carson getting ready for uh, another big year of East Carolina baseball, and I guess uh, Friday night guy. Has yes, that, that been the turf? So I, I don't know. Does the mentality change at all there when uh, when um, you're the Friday night guy? I mean, not really. We're just kind of taking it day by day. I mean, everybody's got to act like the Friday guy. Um, we want all of our pitchers to have the same mindset of go out there, compete, and just to fill up the zone and attack. What, what do you do pregame to, I don't know, get mentally ready to go face a, a good team on a on a big Friday night game? Is there anything you do differently to, to try to lock in, or is it you know the same as a practice, throwing bullpen? Um, I try to stay pretty pretty even all the way through. Um, try to keep the same mindset for bullpens and game situations. Uh, I want to stay consistent in everything I'm doing and not change too much. Just, that way I can stay focused and not make the moment any bigger than it is. Of course, I always like to ask you, pitchers, do you ever miss uh, picking up a bat? I get this question a lot. Um, <laughs> honestly, no. I, I thought I would. Um, but for me, pitching is kind of my, my go-to. Um, I've always loved it, and I had more of a passion for it than hitting, but I just hit because I could. Um, but, no, nah, I don't miss it too much. As a lefty, I guess they could put you in the outfield, put you at first, but not going to play a lot of middle infield, corner infield position. So did you play anything other than pitcher growing up? Uh, growing up, I was a uh, outfielder and first baseman. Um, I did get to play shortstop one time. <laughs> okay. I love a good left-handed shortstop. Yeah, That's... it was a one-time deal, though. They said, uh, can't do that anymore. But, uh, no, nah, just mostly um, first base and outfield. Carson, uh, new pitching coach, but familiar face, familiar voice, so that's probably a good thing. How about going from uh, from Jason Dietrich to Austin Knight as a pitching coach? Does that change anything for you and, and the, the pitchers? Um, not too much. Um, he's trying to keep the same kind of attack plan for everybody. The only thing was good for us was he knew all the older guys. He just had to learn the, the freshmen that came in. Um, so he kind of knew what it took for the older guys to be prepared and what we needed to work on. And then he could just spend most of his time working with the new guys because we knew what we had to do every day, coming to the field, show up, and just compete and continue to get better. How about this offseason, Carson? What did you work on, whether it be you know velocity, uh, adding a new pitch or two? What, what did you kind of try to fine-tune this offseason? Uh, mostly this offseason I worked on uh, getting stronger in the weight room and then I uh, added a new pitch, which is uh, it's a slider. Um, trying to find something to throw, out, I can throw in any count to righties or lefties. Just give me an extra weapon for them to think about. What are what are your uh, what's your arsenal look like right now as far as pitches go? Right now, it's going to be fastball, changeup, curveball, and slider. Okay, uh, Carson Wisenhunt joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Carson, who are some of the guys you like to look at at the major league level? Either you enjoy watching them, or you try to take some some things they do and add it to your your game who, who do you like watching the my, my go-to guy to watch would have to be kershaw yeah um, i've watched him 
pretty much all my life growing up kind of once i really got into pitching he was a guy i watched just for his like mentality and the way he attacks the game and the way he attacks hitters i mean he doesn't have the best stuff anymore but he uses what he has and he still finds a way to make it work yeah uh and and finally got that ring too uh, a couple years ago uh and his everybody's got their own wind-up delivery it's unique his looks kind of funky although i think everything you left-handed guys do looks funky i think that's it but how about your uh your wind-up your delivery how much have you uh changed that over the years Uh, have you tried to keep it consistent how about that um i i try to keep most of my mechanics and everything the same try not to change too much um there's a few little things that you'll change like every couple years or whatever over time um but for me i want to stay pretty consistent and keep the same thing that way i'm always very comfortable with what i'm doing and not really worried about any of those while i'm out there on the field we saw uh kershaw at the super bowl last night he was buddies old uh teammates with matt stafford what uh what other sports did you play uh growing up or in high school growing up i played uh football and basketball as well um got some size on you a little bit on the court a little bit i wasn't too bad um if you ask me to play now probably not the best player ever um but growing up i just wanted to be able to do what i wanted to and i enjoyed playing football basketball and baseball but once i got into high school i kind of realized what i wanted to do and baseball was that so i kind of stuck with just just baseball high school and on what position did you play in football quarterback okay slinging it around uh how about who is the best basketball player on the ecu baseball team wow um i'd have to give that to Ryder giles really yeah okay kind of gritty he is yeah he, uh, got a good J. He does. He, okay. he used to play. Um, I, I haven't been on the court in a, in a good while, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Yeah. But uh, from what I've heard and kind of seen over time, he, he wasn't too bad. There's an expectation, I guess, from Cliff Godwin that you guys don't do any dumb stuff outside of baseball. <laughs> but like, is playing basketball one of those? Like, hey, guys, stay off the court. Yeah, basketball and snowboarding and skiing are uh, the, the three that are off limits. Yeah, those uh, those can really mess up the legs, they, I they understand. Can. So, uh, all right, good stuff. And and how about being a part of that? I, I love talking to guys that have been around a couple years and what they thought about the program in Cliff Goblin when they got here to where they are now. A lot of guys say when they came in, it was like, man, I don't know if I can survive this stuff. Uh, but how about now, Carson? How much have you grown uh in your few years here at east carolina and and how much different is it now you know working with cliff learning from cliff than it was when you first got here uh it's a lot different now um a lot of it's like mentally uh just being able to grow up and kind of understand like that the coaches are there to help you like yeah they're gonna get on to you and like everybody says like your freshman you're like wow i just got to find a way to survive through this like a lot of guys it's like mentally raining every day like showing up you, you have to be consistent in what you do and that's the thing that i've kind of turned around is being able to show up every day with the same same goal in mind of what i want to accomplish like i have a goal before i leave my house of what i want to do at practice and what i want to work on and i feel like that gives me the structure i need for the day did you always have that or is that something you kind of no, learned that, over time that's one of the things i kind of learned over time um freshman year I didn't have a plan before I left to go to the field. It was just kind of show up and do whatever coach said and what, what was on the practice plan. Right. Um, last year is when I kind of realized having a goal for each day before I leave my house of what I want to get done and what I want to work on. And uh, I feel like that helped me through the fall and into season. And then that's something I took when I took the fall off this year from throwing. 
um, just being able to work on having a goal of, yeah, it's not throwing, but I can go to the field and help the younger guys on what I know and what they need to work on. And even for me going to the weight room, what I can get better at and what I can constantly do to to improve my goals and improve myself to get to those goals. Carson, what is not joining us? Carson, I'm not going to read your preseason accolades, not because they're not important, but just because they're, they're so long. The list is so long. Now, this is called Rat Poison by Coach Godwin, but it's nice to be recognized, but, uh, I mean, you know that it doesn't really matter preseason, right? No doubt. Um, preseason doesn't mean anything. Um, you don't win a championship preseason. Um, everybody can say what they want to. Um, yeah, it's cool to have your name out there with all these accolades or whatever, but the only thing that really matters is showing up every game and being able to produce for your team and helping your team achieve the goals that you all want to. Carson Wisenut joining us. How excited are you about this uh, this pitching staff? we got a lot of familiar faces, and, and I'm excited to see some of the new guys. So what do you think about the, the staff as a whole? I think this is probably the deepest our pitching staff's been. Um, it's very exciting to see, like, even the young guys. Like, I know what the older guys can do. They've proven it time and time again. Like, we have our the, – the starters this fall and even the couple scrimmages we've done this spring have been unbelievable. Um, and then the relievers, like, they, they were all getting better – and still working on stuff but it's like we've come so far already like i want to see what we can do against another team because the way everybody's going about their business right now is just unbelievable and it's given a lot of hope and a lot of success over the time for these guys especially the new guys like coach uh coach knight's worked very hard with these guys and they've put in a lot of time and effort on what they want to get out of what they're doing and i feel like they're starting to get the success they want to but they have to uh, continue to work and get better if they want to keep to improve. A great uh, catcher can make a great pitcher as well. So how, how about you know Newton? Those guys behind the plate. Uh, yeah, no this doubt year for you. Um, ben Newton, Justin Wilcox, and Ryan McChrystal and Aiden Edwards. Like we got four really good catchers. Um, don't know which one's going to be behind the plate Friday night. Um, it's all up to coach on that one. But he likes to switch the lineups anyway. You'll never lock down the oh, lineup. No. I mean, the, the the lineup you have on Friday night will not be the same even four games into the year. Exactly. I mean, it, something's going to change. It, it always does. But, um, I mean, working with those guys, like, they learn us and we learn them. So it's it's a good pitcher-catcher connection. And for each guy to understand what the catcher's going to do from the pitching side and what the catchers can understand what the pitchers do, um, it makes it a lot easier for us to have trust in them and them to trust us. Well, you didn't have to face Cadell, Franny, Norby uh, in the fall or in the scrimmages. So, who's the toughest guy to face on this lineup, uh, in this lineup now, currently? Right now, the, the toughest guy for me has been uh, probably Hoover and Agnos. Um, Agnos because he won't swing at anything and <laughs> take a walk? He's actually – he uh, he's gotten a couple hits off me so far. Okay. Um, he, he's he's kind of turned it around. He – He's done very well, and so has Hoover. Uh, Hoover's one of those guys that I don't think I've gotten out since I've been here. I've either walked him or he's gotten a, a hit. He's and, a lefty, right? He's not, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know what it is about him, but I, I can't seem to get him out. Do you uh, – I don't know. I've looked over your, your splits and everything, but success against lefties versus righties, is that a – is that a thing for you? Like, I want to dominate all lefties, or do you just look at each batter as as a as a hitter? You know what I'm saying? Um, I try not to dive too far into like the analytic side of anything. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of just up there. Like, I know what I have, and I'm going to throw every pitch with conviction. And if they hit it, they hit it. I'm just going to keep attacking and try and do what I can to fill up the zone and keep my defense locked into the game and let them make plays. 
I've heard it, and I, I, think, I, I guess I've seen this watching baseball where guys say, I don't have my best stuff today. I don't have my command today. Do you feel that on the mound sometimes or you're up there like, man, this is just not my best. I yeah. got to kind of grit through it here. There, there's a few, like, I mean, you never really have everything working all at once. Like, there's a couple times you will throughout the year, but you're always going to have to figure out a way to make something work with what you have, and that's part of the game. For me, I've had – I mean, last Friday I had that kind of thing where I didn't have my stuff and I had to um, kind of figure out what I needed to do to work with what I had. Um, but during season, it's one of those things where, like, you can't worry about that. You just got to go out there with what you have that day and make a – or not make a way to, to do something, but find a way to help your team win and uh, keep them locked in. Carson Wisdenhunt joining us. Uh, Carson, who did you watch Super Bowl last night? I did. Do you, who's your favorite NFL team? Or do you have um, one? I don't really have one. Okay. Um, I, I don't really watch NFL as much as I used to anymore. Um, but do you? What, what do you? Uh, what are your hobbies? What do you do outside of baseball? Outside of baseball, I'm I'm an outdoors kind of guy. So yeah. I, I like hunting, fishing, um, just anything outdoors that goes along with that. Good deal. I've met your uh, parents. They're uh, they're really cool people. But and I ask this because I, my daughter just turned. 13 yesterday and i don't think she'll ever think i'm cool again do you recognize your parents as cool people or since you're their kid you probably think they're lame right yeah um i feel like that's <laughs> kind of like all kids with their parents I know, yeah I, my parents are cool and i see it now <laughs> yeah. but kind of when i was anywhere from 10 to about 16 i didn't think they were <laughs> um but things have changed now like i like to be around them hang out with them good yeah cut it's different once you get older you kind of realize like what you missed out over the time yeah well, that's hey, that's a great perspective i'm sure they'll, they'll be glad to hear that what is cool carson is the the family that is ecu baseball uh-huh. and that includes like the team the coaches the parents but even like former players the fans like oh, yeah. everybody and uh, i'm sure you've seen that now since you've been here a few years oh yeah i mean everybody involved like we talk coach g brings it up all the time when we talk about it uh like the people that have left their legacy here player wise but then like all of pirate nation coming out and supporting us every weekend or even during midweeks like y'all allow us to be able to do what we want to and we want to provide for y'all like we want to make it fun for y'all to come out and watch the games like that's our goal is to sell tickets and have a good game that y'all can enjoy if you're pitching on a Friday in February that's 37 degrees and maybe it's not packed, and then pitching in a regional at Clark Leclerc where it is packed, do you, you got to feel the difference? But I don't know. Does it make you pitch any different? Do you, do you try to block it out or do you use it kind of as energy? Um, yeah, it it is different, um, but I try not to focus on it too much. Uh, me and Coach G actually sat down and talked about it last year, um, right before the regional, because that was the most people I've thrown in front of. Um, and he was like, hey, just don't make the moment any bigger than it is. Just go out there, do what you've done, and enjoy it. That's right. You started 2020, I guess, and then that was the shortened season. Mm-hmm. And then last year, you had a few fans here and there, and then boom, for the regional, yep. it was packed. It was packed. And, yeah, so that was a different experience for you. Uh, what was that like, uh, winning that regional in front of the, the home fans? Uh, it, was, it was amazing. Um, being able to do that in our first full season here um, – it was there was nothing better than playing in front of a packed house especially with all of pirate nation there like y'all made it enjoyable for us especially whenever we won because being able to look up and see everybody there to cheer us on and 
have our backs we knew that we had it under control from there and then for you to go out and and you know have a duel with vandy and uh i know that's frustrating and then you want to get back to a super regional and win it but man those were some some tight big time ball games you guys were in and, and you were a part of it they were um it was fun uh it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to obviously um but i mean we were up against the the two best pitchers in college baseball at the time yeah um i mean everybody talks about them all the time but whenever you see them in person they're, they're the real deal um but i feel like gavin on friday through a absolute gem of a game he yep. gave everything he could and just didn't work out the way it, we wanted it to and then turn around and i threw the next day and i feel we had a good chance of winning and then we just made made a few calls and made a few plays but it just didn't turn out how we wanted to um but yeah we most definitely want to get back to a super regional this year and we want to take the team to omaha and get coach g there got brian uh coming up to start the season is it easy to to scout in 2022 no matter who the opponent is or do you find it easier if it's like north carolina or a conference opponent than a bryant like how much you, how much do you know about their hitters right now um right now not a lot i try not to focus on all of that the coaches take care of it and uh-huh. then depending on who's pitching that day starter wise they'll sit down with the starter and kind of go over like what the lineup is okay um and tell you like the only thing i really want to know is how many lefties and righties are in the lineup and who their power guys are that's all that really matters to me and because that gives me a sense of how i want to pitch the lineup from there because i i'm one of the guys that i want to see the lineup one time through and i'll adjust off of their swings right. or whatever they're doing in the box um i try not to focus on any single guy on a team so to speak all right um don't tell us what your your warm-up song is eric ward and those guys might get mad if we spoil it but how big of a decision is that for your cars and how much thought did you put into that your warm-up music for this season um it, it came down to, to two different ones um the one that i ha- i'm going with um it was it was an obvious decision it had to be at okay. least for opening weekend um but I, I put in a little bit of thought, but I try not to focus on it too much because uh, it's three minutes, <laughs> yeah. you know, at yeah. most. Yeah. And then after that, it's time to lock in. Like, yeah, it's cool to hear the song while you're getting loose, getting warmed up, doing everything you need to. But once it's go time, I, I, I try to block everything out. I'm going to – well, maybe I shouldn't assume, but uh, country, rap, rock, what, what kind of genre? I was assuming country with your – yeah your wardrobe and your hunting and fishing but what do you um, can you tell us the genre so the genre of it it, it is rap oh okay All um right. i was gonna go with the country song but uh when, when i heard the song uh it, it was a no doubt decision okay but it couldn't end up being changed back to the country song i wanted to go with after after a few games so we'll see all right folks can hear that uh, a little before four o'clock coming up friday at uh clark Claire stadium east carolina taking on brian carson great to talk with you today get to know you a little bit and we'll talk more baseball with you coming up next week sounds good thank you inside the pirate radio studios is east carolina outfielder bryson Worrell. bryson welcome in how you doing man uh doing great i mean appreciate y'all having me in i mean excited to be here yes sir and looking forward to uh some baseball coming up this weekend it'll be the pirates taking on uh bryant Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. First things first, um, Bryson, I was telling you that Zach Agno, C.J. Mayhew, and Carson Wisenhunt all said that Ryder Giles was the best basketball player on the ECU baseball team. You said that you might have an argument for that. What's, um, what's up? 
I will say first, I've never seen Ryder play before. Okay. So I, I, mean, I can't really compare him, but um, my roommate Ben Newton, I've seen his highlight tape on Huddle, and oh. I mean, he, he can shoot some threes. I mean, okay, he can he can make it rain from long range. Ben Newton uh, has a, a vote here. So <laughs> how about you, Bryson? You are we've talked about it, and I think everybody has you. Look like the ultimate athlete, and we've seen how far you can hit the baseball, how fast you can get around the bases, how fast you can cover ground in the outfield. So, what all did you do uh, growing up and in high school, sports wise? What What did you play? Um, in high school, I played. I was my first two years. I played baseball and football. Um, I broke my ankle summer of going into my junior year playing baseball. I stepped on the first baseman's foot, mm. running the first. So I had surgery. Missed my junior year of football, missed baseball the whole year. And going into my senior year, I wanted to play football. And I was going to this, um, the summer practices. And about two weeks in, I got a, a phone call from Coach G. He was like, Bryson, I know you want to play football, but sorry, buddy. <laughs> I need you to play baseball this fall. So that was the end of my football career from there. There you go. I uh, decided to stick to baseball. I'm looking at your, your profile here on ecpirates.com. This caught my uh, Big East Pitcher of the Year. So you were doing it on the mound there, Bryson? Um, yeah, I was definitely more of a mound presence my senior year than um, a hitter. But, yeah, I mean, I had a good a good run there as a pitcher, but no thought of that coming into college. Uh, how much, Bryson, have you you know grown up, changed? You're, you're looked at as one of the, the leaders, the elder statesmen now on the, the baseball team. So what has that journey been like from you, a young guy coming from Wilson Hunt to, to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been easy. I mean, I think that's for every guy that's been here for more than a couple of years. I mean, everyone's grown up so much. But, um, I mean, you can say for my freshman year, I only had, like, 50 at-bats. Um, completely changed, like, who I was as a person. I mean, I've got much bigger, much faster since my first year. Um, and I guess coming into my fifth year, seven in that role as a leader. Uh, started 58 of 59 games. Talked to uh, Ryder a moment ago. I think he played in 61 games. That's a lot of baseball. That is, yeah. Uh, Bryson, and how's the uh, the body holding up uh, at this point in your career? <laughs> um, we've been through a lot of mission weeks, so that's taking its toll. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, no, it's it's good right now. Um, I know I had a few injuries last year. That kept me out of a few games. But right now, I'm in a good state, so I'm ready to go. Mention the the mission weeks and the things you guys the Purple Gold World Series uh, how important you know the off season fall is for you guys well what's that like describe that to us the the off season um, for a pirate baseball player um, it's challenging for sure but I think it's really important for us I mean obviously it's tough physically but I think it also it helps you grow as that team I mean you create a lot of team chemistry when you go through that that shared adversity and I just think that's really important for us to grow and grow as a team. You can definitely tell when you, you watch you guys that you are as one, as a team, but also it extends to the baseball parents, the fans in the stands, the jungle, like the whole atmosphere, Bryson. It's got to be pretty cool to be a part of that that overall Pirate family. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, when you, when you run out there at opening day and you got 5,000 fans screaming at you, yelling, I mean, it's, it's awesome, especially like last year in the regional. Um, running out there, that Charlotte game was absolutely insane. I mean, have you seen the videos? I think actually my sophomore year regional was probably a crazier environment just because we came we had that incredible comeback losing the first game and then playing that doubleheader against Campbell. I mean that was 
crazy environment. Agnos uh, against State. That what was that like that a was, Sunday morning? I think it was Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was in, that was insane. That was a fun one. And and I mean, look, you you've been blessed, uh, almost lucky, and which you make your own luck, but. You don't get to host those things every year, so you can't take them for granted. But you've been a part of some really good teams here, and that's got to motivate you to, to do it again, right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we, we, I've been a part of some great teams. I mean, freshman year, we won the conference championship, hosted a regional. Sophomore year, win a regional, win the um, conference regular season, go to a super, than what we did last year, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, we want to repeat. I mean, obviously, we haven't reached the ultimate goal of what we wanted to reach, but as long as we put the hard work in, I think we'll get there. And you've uh, been a part of two different agnoses, both uh, in their own unique ways, right? That's right, yeah. There's some interesting guys. Yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> when you look at Jake and Zach, I mean, like, they're obviously their brothers, but, I mean, it, it's two pretty different individuals. I <laughs> uh, enjoyed talking to Zach earlier. Like I said, he could talk to just about anyone no, he or can. anything. Yeah, he uh, can. And uh, Jake's a funny dude, too. Uh, Bryson World joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studio. So you get to play out in front of your fans at Clark LeClaire, and the, the megaphones are not that far from you. How about, have you ever experienced anything like that on the road, Bryson, where fans have gotten on you? Like, what's the rowdiest fan environment you've played in on the road? Um... I think Ole Miss, my yeah. sophomore year. Um, I mean, it was only a midweek game. And it was it was probably thirty four degrees outside, but they they definitely had some fans out there that were that were chirping us during the game. They do the uh, like after a home run, yeah, everybody beer throws shower. beer. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, pretty cool. They get after it down they there, do. but uh, man, I, I'm sure you're glad you don't have to face the uh, the microphones, though, right? You're glad they're on your side. Yeah, definitely. I, as a as a um, a friendly. Um, player, I'm glad I don't have to face that. <laughs> they might give you a hard time out there. Bryson World joining us. So, Bryson, how about uh, let's go offensively? Uh, what did you work on? What did you try to fine tune this offseason to improve your offensive numbers for 2022? Uh, the biggest thing I worked on personally was um, just making more consistent contact. Um, I spent a lot of time this offseason, this winter, working on that. And in the short amount of time that we've played, we've had scrimmage this spring, I think the, the work that I put in has paid off. Um, I think I've had the least amount of strikeouts in a spring um, scrimmage setting that I've ever had. So, um, yeah, it's good to see that that hard work paying off. Nine stolen bases last year. Do you look at your numbers and say, okay, I want this to be, you know, 15 this year or anything like that? Or um, Not really. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of have like a home run goal in my head. But as far as the other stats, I really don't really don't have a goal. What's the home run goal? 15. <laughs> All right, let's get there. Uh, nine last year, looking to make that 15 in 2022. And I don't know, you don't want to like label yourself, put yourself in a box, but would you consider yourself a power hitter, contact hitter? What kind of hitter are you? Yeah, I consider myself a power hitter. I mean, obviously, I still have some speed, but I think I'm definitely more of a, a power hitter. This is easier to track in the majors, but do you could you even estimate the longest home run you've hit? I mean, you've hit some freaking bombs. Um, I think the one I hit in the regional my sophomore year against Quinnipiac, that's probably the furthest one I've hit, but I'm, I'm not quite sure how far I went. Um, Did that one make it out uh, onto the road? No, nah, that um, that hit someone's windshield. That was, uh, They were parted against the back fence, and it hit their windshield and busted, and it was some, some funny pictures from that. Oh, did you did you sign the ball? Yeah, did I did. Mean, okay, I did. yeah, I remember that. That's pretty awesome. All right, uh, Bryson World joining us. Well, Bryson, uh, I don't know, final thoughts heading into the season. What are the uh, the goals uh, for the team this year? Um, 
we kind of have our own team goals already set. I mean, we have like win 40 plus games in a season. We have win the conference regular season, host regional, host super regional. I mean, and the ultimate goal, I guess, for every team would be to um, win the College World Series. So, and yeah. they're all lofty goals, but very attainable too, yeah. right? Um, I think the last, I think actually since I've, uh, the last two years, not counting the COVID year, um, we've reached most of those goals besides hosting the Super and obviously winning the College World Series. And Bryson, uh, we'll talk about, we'll recap series, look ahead uh, and get into a lot of baseball stuff these next few chats. But while we don't have a game to recap to get you to know you a little bit, what are, you, uh, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do away from the diamond? Um, I do like fishing, but I can't really I can't really do that much right now. So I yeah. like playing video games with some of the boys. Um, yeah, just hanging out, spending some time with them. Yeah, uh, it's a great great family atmosphere and uh, shows on the field. I think it. You don't necessarily have to like your teammates, but it certainly helps, right? No, it, <laughs> it certainly, certainly helps. helps. And uh, it's led to a lot of winning for you guys. Well, Bryson, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. No, man I appreciate it. Thanks yes, for sir. having me. Back inside the Players' Lounge, East Carolina shortstop Ryder Giles is here. Ryder, thanks for hanging out, man. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Getting ready for another season uh, at shortstop for the Pirates. And Ryder, before you get going, man, I, I hate that I put stereotypes on people when i look at you i do not see baller like <laughs> i do not see a guy that's going to light it up on the court but shame on me for assuming because zach agno cj mayhew and carson wizenon said that Ryder giles is the best basketball player on the baseball team your thoughts on that well i mean they are smart guys you know they uh <laughs> we, we've played basketball a couple times uh nothing nothing too crazy but you know, I did get a lot of J.J. Reddick comparisons out of high school. Wow. So. All right. Did you play in high school? <laughs> I did. Yep, I did. What was uh, How many did you average? Um, see, my senior year was about 13, but okay. I, I couldn't keep my ankles. My ankles uh, were uh, big glassy, so <laughs> I never really, never really played a full season, but... Um, you know, I was all right. Did you play uh, any other sports growing up or in high school outside of baseball, basketball? Um, I played football up until my freshman year, but I got to high school and um, I don't know. It was just, I guess, time to hang it up with that one. So, but I played basketball and baseball throughout high school. So, and you got the uh, the Pinehurst hat on. We were talking before. Yep. Uh, you're relatively close to. The Pinehurst where you went to high school. So you're a golf guy now? Yes, big time, big time. My uh my best friend back home, his dad's actually the superintendent at Pinehurst and his mom is um she's like the head of the retail department there. So we go over there and goof around a lot and um it's a nice little getaway, you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And baseball is the the national pastime. It's uh a bit of a slower, calm game, yet these crowds at Clark LeClaire get rowdy. Golf kind of looked at us the same way. <laughs> we were talking off the air. You uh, Did you enjoy the scene at the Waste Management Open? I did. With the, uh, the crowd going crazy, throwing stuff on the green. I, it got wild. I did. I did. It reminded me a lot of playing with Cooch Maynard and uh, <laughs> Smithy and all those guys <laughs> during the summer. Those uh, those guys get into it a little bit. But, no, nah, it was a lot of fun to see. You know, I think it's good for the game. Um but uh, I don't know. It, that tournament's always really fun to watch. So. Ryder Giles joining us. Ryder, uh, I'm rocking my, my Braves World Series champion shirt today. Uh, that infield with Riley Swanson, Ozzy, and Freddie Freeman, they, they do some damage offensively, obviously, but the defense they play, it, it, like it keeps you in games. It saves runs, and I can compare that to what you specifically and, uh, and what you guys do with Coach Godwin and Coach Palumbo on the baseball diamond. Like, we look at offensive numbers a lot, but 
defense is huge. How much pride have you taken in that, and do you take in that day to day that you know nothing's going to get by me at short? Um, I, I think it's something that I take a lot of pride in. You know, freshman year coming in, I um, obviously didn't start right away, and defense was kind of my way into the lineup. And um, you know, Coach Gowan actually sat me down and he said. Um, you know, if like you're in there to play defense, whatever offense you can bring is is a plus. So that's something that I've always prided myself in. And um, you know, I mean, it's it's tough to win ball games if you're letting two or three runs go by with errors. Yeah. So um, you know, Coach Palumbo works with us. I mean, tirelessly every day. Um, so I mean, I, I think it's not just me, but all the guys really really take a lot of pride in um, our defensive work. And I think. Um, Two years ago, I think we led the country in fielding percentage, so it's uh, it's definitely something that we take a lot of pride in and work hard at. Connor Norby out at second base, and look, I don't know if Connor was ever going to win a gold glove, but when you hit 450, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But now Agnos, if he slides to second, and then I guess you'd have Alec Makarevich over at third, I mean, that, that's another solid defensive infield for you guys this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Norbs and I kind of joke sometimes whenever he would – botch a ball over there is just drive in more than you let up right so, yeah which he obviously did so um but yeah zach um zach amac whoever whoever you can put in there uh, they're they're going to be ready to go and um you know i think the infield is going to be pretty solid all the way around how about offensively rider obviously you want to see those numbers raise up so what have you done this off season on that side to mm-hmm. to get better hit it yeah absolutely um you know last year was obviously a struggle for me offensively um but i really tried to you know not focus on that i tried to focus on how i could help the team win regardless of offensive numbers um and then this fall this summer coach g and i kind of worked on we kind of took a step back and was like all right well like how can we make this easier um so we we kind of switched some things up i um I went to no like no stride, um, which is what we do with two strikes. Uh, but I went to that um, for you know every uh, every at bat, and that's really helped me a lot. I uh, had a pretty good fall in this spring, seeing it well. Um, also, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I also got contacts over Christmas hmm. break, so you know it's kind of funny. It's hard to hit when you can't see. So. Yeah, like Jameis Winston, so, you can see yeah. now. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's crazy what you can do when you can see the ball. But uh, <laughs> you know that's really helped. And no stride, just focus on seeing the seeing the ball, making hard contact. That's uh, that's really helped me a lot. Man, I just saw this on your uh, your profile on ecupirates.com. Played in all sixty one. That's obvious, but. 61 games. That's a lot of games, right? Yeah. Did you yeah. do anything uh, baseball-wise over the summer? Did you play? I didn't play summer ball. Okay. Um, I stayed back with uh, – there were a couple older guys. So we stayed back with the incoming freshmen and worked out with, with D-Ray and, um, you know, worked the, the kids' camps and all that good stuff. 61 so. games is probably enough for one year. Yeah, that was <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> it was a nice little break, too. And now you're – do you look at yourself as an elder statesman on this team, like one of the leaders, one of the guys that, that these young guys can go to and talk to? I do. I do. It's kind of funny. Like, you know, I think about, like, my time here. And, um, you know, Turner Brown was such a guy that was was a big part of uh, me and the player I am today. He was – he had a big uh, impact on me, not only on the field but off the field as well. And, um, you know, that's something that I've tried to – take with and and give back to the younger guys just like he did for me so 
Ryder Giles joining us. Ryder, uh, what do you want to do once your baseball playing career is done? Have you got that far yet? I know you're, you're, the whole team is very one day at a time. <laughs> but uh, have you thought about once you're, uh, you hang up the cleats, what you're going to be doing? Yeah, so I've, I've kind of bounced a couple things. Um, uh, my One of my mom's really good friends, she's, um, she's in the pharmaceutical sales she does that so uh, I've kind of talked to her about that a little bit that kind of interests me um, I've talked to Coach Godwin about maybe getting into coaching which is something that I think uh, that I think I'd be pretty good at um, you know I, I don't see myself sitting behind a desk from 8 to 5 I, just, I don't know that I could do that so I think coaching or you know getting out on the road traveling doing something like that good deal uh, we are talking to Ryder Giles today inside the Pirate Radio studios Ryder uh, as the, the an elder statesman who are some of the freshmen we have not seen on the field yet that Pirate fans are going to be excited to see this season anybody come to mind yeah there's a couple um, Jake Hunter is one that really stands out he uh, keep he, hearing his name first yeah, he, he pitched <laughs> yesterday and Man, he just every time he steps out there, he uh, he he doesn't look like a freshman. So he, uh, I'm excited to see what he what he's got in store. Um, Jacob Jenkins Cowart's another one. Um, I kind of talked about him on on media day. He just he's just not scared about uh, you know anything. He just goes out and attacks everything he does. Uh, Merritt Beaker and Trey Savage are two other pitchers that I'm I'm really excited to see. Uh, will we see Ryder Giles, the pitcher, back in 2022? <laughs> I think so. Yep, I'll be out there lighting the uh, radar gun up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a little change of pace, right? That's right. That's how right. much? Uh, I don't know how much. How much did you? How much did you pitch in in high school? Were you um, one of the regular starters then, or? So I, I didn't really start much. You right. know, we in high school you kind of have. I don't know. It seems like everybody pitches in high school, but yeah. um, I, I mean, I came in towards the back end of the games mostly. But so kind of like you do now at times. Mm-hmm. Sort of, so, yeah, sort of. All right. Uh, anything you've added to your your pitching repertoire? Did you find a ninety eight mile per hour fastball this offseason? I actually did. You know, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that would be awesome. No, I, uh, no, AK and I kind of worked on a couple things. Um, slid over to the other side of the rubber, tried to drop my arm slide a little bit farther, just. You know, just add some more deception, but nothing too crazy. I, I uh, try not to spend too much time doing that. So, Ryder, uh, I've asked the guys this, and and I guess you could use two different songs if you wanted to, with a, mm-hmm. a walk up song and a warm up song on the mound. But mm-hmm. how uh, how important is that decision to lock in your walk up music for the year? Is that something you think about a lot? Uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> we uh, we probably probably uh go through about four or five walk-up songs you know in october you'll have one you're like man i'm doing this and then december rolls around a new song comes out and you're like i'm gonna do this yeah so it's it's never what you think it is but yeah it is big it's um you know something that the guys usually get excited for right around right around the season so the fans love it no spoilers uh have you were you country in the past I did do a country last year. I did more yeah. than a while, and yep, I kind of had the uh, the mullet uh, oh, yeah. going on. Makes so. sense. Yep. So are you uh, same genre this year or something? Uh, I switched it up a little bit. Okay. Switched it up a little, bit. Go, a little bit different genre. So Check it out uh, coming yep. up Friday yep. against Bryant. Uh, Ryder Giles will be back at shortstop for the Pirates for another year. Uh, Ryder, who are your favorite uh, shortstops to watch in big league baseball? You got anybody you like to watch? Yeah, Brandon Crawford's my uh, – he's my guy. I've uh, – I've been a Giants fan. Buster Posey was actually my favorite player when he was at Florida State. Um, and then when he went to the Giants, you know, I started watching them. Brandon Crawford just, 
I don't know, just watching him play defense is it, it doesn't get old. So there's uh, there's a couple of videos on on Twitter and stuff of him doing some trick stuff, but he uh, he's fun to watch. Um, so you were you're young, but you've seen a couple of World Series from yeah. them, right? Yeah, like twelve I, and so, fourteen. Yeah, my dad and I actually went to uh, Game Four in Detroit in 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was uh, I was the only Giants fan, and I was probably. <laughs> I don't know, what, 12 years old and had all these 40-year-old guys talk, talking <laughs> junk to me. So that was fun. But, um, yes, him, um, I do like Dansby Swanson. He's a, he's fun to watch, too. My my roommate, Hoover, He uh, he's a passionate Braves fan. So We got to get Lane on to talk Braves baseball and Hornets hoops sometime, I heard. Yeah, he yeah told he's me very, he's very passionate, very passionate. That's what we like this. around here. Speaking of, uh, of fans talking junk, and there's a lot of great Pirate fans out there, but mm-hmm. – we love our uh, our jungle, our left field megaphones. Mm-hmm. How much fun is that, Ryder, to be a part of that family and and just the opposing team? You know they're going to come in and be like, "Man, what have I walked into?" Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad I'm on the Pirates. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's cool to see like um, you know some of the guys kind of have fun with them. Some, some right, yeah. some get upset, which which makes it worse on them. Right, just... I understand that if if the left fielder out there just kind of takes it mm-hmm. and and has a good attitude about it, they might ease up on them. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a video from the regional from my freshman year. Um, one of the guys um, from Quinnipiac yep. was was out there dapping them all up after the series, um, and then of course the the Tulane guy who was <laughs> who was trying to trying to badmouth them out there, and they just kind of let them have it even worse. So. Um, you know they have a good time out there, and um, you know we definitely uh, we definitely feed off that energy. Makes it fun, right? It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys get together or do anything for the Super Bowl last night? Um, I mean, we not really. I yeah, uh, yeah I actually I hate to say this, but I was doing accounting homework for most of it. Wow, look at this uh, guy. Yeah, not uh not 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 my uh, most favorite thing to do, but. <laughs> um, you know, we we did have a good time. Seven-time ECU Director of Athletics Honor Roll. So that's even more than CJ. And a three-time American Athletic Conference All-Academic Team member. So you're you're killing it in the classroom. Talked to CJ about it, and he was like, when he showed up, and he was like, man, this Godwin wants me to do good in the class. <laughs> but he said now he gets it, yeah. and and obviously you've gotten it from day one, it looks like. Yeah, well, um, you know, I got to shout out my mom on that one. She uh, she was a high school math teacher, and so she, uh, you know, she was on me about it. If I didn't do good in school, I, I couldn't play there you go. sports. So that's kind of something that's been instilled in me from a young age. Um, and then obviously, you know how much Coach G takes pride in our academics. So that's definitely something that's continued. Ryder, uh, how about hobbies wise? We've talked uh, golf. You, what are you? You playing games? You watching stuff on TV? Like, what are your what are your hobbies outside of baseball? Uh, definitely golf. Um, Lane and I we uh, we play Fortnite a lot whenever we get some some downtime. Um, I don't know. I enjoy going fishing back home. Um, I actually haven't been. I think I've been a couple of times here with Bryson, but um, golf, video games, you know, just hanging out. Um, Yellowstone, we've been watching that a lot, which is pretty crazy if you haven't seen that. Yeah, was um, that CJ that mentioned that, or uh, yeah, it was CJ? Yeah, I, I believe. I'm a. Uh, I haven't seen the new season. I've yeah. seen everything up to the new season. Yeah, so, great yeah. show. Very good. Was it last year? Help me out with my years, uh, Ryder. When Lane suffered his injury, the collision. Yeah, that was yeah, last that was year. Nice year yep. Did you live with him then? I did not. Okay. I did not. Yep. Yeah, he um he moved in with me um you know this this past summer. 
we had uh chris holba years ago that was before your time or were you on that team but he was before me yeah got hit uh pitching in houston i remember suffered it and then last year that that injury by hoover it was awesome that he came back and had that that clutch hit yeah and uh and was the hero in one of those uh regional games but uh what what a warrior he is to come back from that and i know you guys we we give credit zach womack does a great job he does uh, with you guys but especially when you play 61 games Ryder, and you're already talking about your basketball foot from high school (laughs) i'm sure you've been uh you haven't played how many games have you played where you're like hey i'm 100 healthy today does that happen a lot I would think no, right? Mm, you can probably count them on one hand. <laughs> you can probably count them on one hand. One of those things, though. Yeah, I you guess. just, I mean, you learn how to deal with it. And you learn how to, you know, get what you need in. Everybody's different. So you kind of got to figure that out and, um, you know, just kind of know you're not going to be 100% every single day and just work with what you got. Got Bryant coming up. It's kind of interesting to ask you guys, like, so what do you know about Bryant? Zach says he doesn't know anything. Uh, CJ and Carson, from a pitching standpoint, say, well, the coaches take care of that. Let us know what to watch out for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as you guys doing any scouting, are you the same way? You don't really look at them until they they get here kind of thing? Uh, No, I mean, yeah, the coaches do. um, You know, they kind of get everything ready for us. Um, You know, I I remember when I was in high school – when ECU won the regional at Virginia, they played Bryant there, and yeah. they were—I uh, mean—they were obviously a very good program. So we know they're going to be good, and they're going to—they're going to come in wanting to beat us. So um, I don't really know much about them, but we know that they're going to come in ready to go. And uh, should be some good crowd. So it looks like, and maybe rain in the forecast Friday, but mm-hmm. as far as temperatures go, maybe the best start of a season I can yeah. remember. It seems like every time baseball rolls around, Ryder, that's when the snow and ice yep. and sleet comes, as yeah. you know. So uh, I, how brutal are those games? Are you able like, – well, what's the difference between a game like that and then a, a game in June? How much uh, tougher is it? Uh, it – there's definitely a difference, you know. Um, I think the crowd is one thing. Sure. You know, there's more pe- – I mean, everybody's going to want to come when it's sunny and 80 degrees rather than <laughs> 35 and rain. But, um, you know, it's it, – you got to keep yourself going. I um, I try to keep my hand in my back pocket with a hand warmer, keep my keep my fingers loose, you know, jumping around, talking to Zach, talking to Norby last year, whoever it is. Um, you know, riding the bike in between innings, stuff like that. But – it's definitely a lot tougher than, you know, the uh, 80 degrees and sunny games. We were talking uh, one day about gear, like the start of baseball season, Little League, how much fun it was to yeah. go get new gear and stuff. Yep. It was also cool, though. I remember my last glove I had. I played up till freshman in high school. My Wilson A2000, yep. and it had just been <laughs> worn in. Like you know, So how many gloves have you gone through? Like, do you go one a year? Do you try to keep one over time? How's that work for a shortstop? Yeah, it's, you know, infielders are weird. They um, they like to, you know, find one and then yeah. let it ride as, as long as it'll go. Um, I... Uh, I got I got one my sophomore year and that's the one I'm still using now. Um, I like the, it. the one we got this year, I'm I'm still getting it broken in. It's not yeah. quite it's not quite ready. So, um, but you know it it's 
it's weird infielders if you touch their gloves without them saying you can they uh they tend to freak out oh, yeah. and never react so i would um, never ask another man like yourself to even see his glove yeah uh, <laughs> that's your business <laughs> that's right i that's like right. it though i like uh that's it's right. kind of falling apart but yeah it, a, it becomes part of your hand it's, right yeah it's a little crusty and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's starting to crack and it probably stinks it probably does not smell very good uh, <laughs> you can smell it if you want to but hey i don't know maybe bring it in one monday i'll take a whiff of it Ryder, thanks for hanging out man good luck this weekend and uh, we'll talk to you again next monday absolutely thanks for having good me. stuff joining us right now inside the pirate radio studios pirates reliever cj mayhew joining us on the program cj welcome good to see you how you doing man good man glad to be here about ready to get things rolling this weekend oh yeah yeah very excited all right uh well cj we'll start here what uh what did you try to fine-tune this offseason uh improve on ask carson earlier was it you know perfecting the pitches you already have was it adding a new pitch adding velocity like what was your your main focus this offseason honestly trying to find a uh kind of a put away pitch you know i've been mostly fastball so <laughs> uh kind of worked a little bit with uh ak and uh came up with a i got a curveball now so okay it's looking it's it's been pretty good actually since we came back but um so we'll see how that plays all right a cj hook uh coming up looking forward to seeing that <laughs> mentioned austin knight uh you so you go from coach uh dietrich to austin knight but he's been here you know the face you know the voice all that i assume that was a smooth transition for you pitchers no nah, yeah it was very smooth uh obviously when deets was here uh, Coach Knight was working with us with Dietz, and then just when Dietz left, uh, I kind of already thought that AK would be the pitching coach, and then it came out that he was. So I was just I was really excited since I had already kind of built a relationship with him. So uh, CJ, that, that you always hear about the the mentality of a closer, and you know what are you doing when you're throwing your final warm up pitches before your your walk up music hits your warm up music? Like, what, what's that that inner voice saying in your brain like do you have to amp yourself up do you try to stay cool what's that like for you oh mm, the warm-up i'm usually honestly i'm just trying to stay relaxed while i'm out there so uh obviously my warm when i'm throwing my warm-up pitches i actually like try to take it easy and just you know just kind of get a little feel for my pitches but um after that last warm-up pitch i always take my hat off and you know kind of like pull myself up talking to myself but uh and then once I step on the mound, like I just tell myself it's game time. So, I forgot to ask Zach this. I, I'll ask you because uh, I, I mentioned it with Carson. You'll hear it later. Uh, how about your warm up song? How, how big of a decision is that? And how much time did you take on that this year? <laughs> Don't say what it is because they'll get mad nah, if we yeah, spoil it. Yeah. But like, how important is that for you to get the proper warm up song? Oh, it is <laughs> really important. It's <laughs> it's really important. Uh, actually, I I had it narrowed down to like three songs, and then uh. I finally, I, I I was just sitting in my car one day. I was playing all three of them, and I had it turned up like almost as loud as it would go. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, which one? Which one fits?" And then I finally came up with one. I was like, "Yep, that's it. Right, I'm getting it." <laughs> uh, CJ, what about being that that guy that the Pirates rely on there in the bullpen at the end of games? Have you always? Has that always been your role? Did you come up? Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys are starters, right? So, mm-hmm. how much uh, is this a new role for you to be a closer? Actually, it's not. Uh, I didn't even start. I didn't start starting until my senior year in high school. Okay. So, uh, sophomore, junior year in high school, I was uh, basically closing almost every game we had. <laughs> and so then when I got here, it was actually a harder transition in high school to, to move into the starting role. 
because I just I've never like built up or anything like that. So then when I got back here and I just fell back in the closers role, I was like, all right, it's, that's where I felt comfortable at, anyways. Yeah, so pretty natural for you. And if you need to go one, two, maybe two plus innings, you can still do it, right? <laughs> yeah. But, oh yeah. But uh, but you prefer the the relief role? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I I like to ask you guys this: Do you ever miss picking up a bat? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm always in the dugout. I'm telling coach, hey, if you need somebody to swing it, you know, I, I got it. Well, look, Matt Bridges came up clutch, right? Maybe it's your time this year. Ah, uh, well, I think last year, I think it sealed the deal when uh, I had an at bat. I think it was Illinois State, and I, it was like a two zero count and uh, got jammed on a fastball, and I come back in there, and coach is like. Man, I was I was down there at third base. I was waiting on you to hit a line drive over here to me, and you're late on the fastball. He's like, you're, you're not getting another at bat. You got your one shot, man. That's harsh, but uh, it is what it is, I guess. What'd you hit in high school? Do you remember? Uh, I think my like bat average. Or yeah, whatever. I think I had like four fifty four something. Man, get a couple this, jacks. Okay, I think I had like five jacks. Get this guy. Uh, get this guy a bat. What uh, what other sports did you play growing up in, in high school? Uh, high school, I just kind of stuck strictly to baseball. But uh, middle school, I played a little bit of football, and then obviously I had a little basketball when I was really little. But and then just coming up in high school, I just decided hey, I just want to focus on baseball and just you know. All right, um, it's pre- been pretty consensus right now. Who is the the best basketball player on ECU's baseball team? Mm. I've got the answer that has been given to me. Yeah, I want to see yeah. if it's what you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely, yeah. Probably Ryder. Man. Ryder Giles. Ryder Giles. Is the Hooper. I mean, I I really undersold this guy. I can't wait to ask him about his basketball ability. Uh, We'll talk to Ryder coming up at 4 o'clock. Bryson Worrell later on. Carson Wisenhunt in the 4 o'clock hour as well. So, Zach's a natural doing these interviews and stuff. Are you you cool with it? You uncomfortable? Like, Uh, you'd rather be on the mound, probably, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Zach probably. will talk yeah. to like a yeah. pole outside, yeah. right? Oh, like, he'll, he'll, talk talk, to... he'll talk to a brick wall. I, mean, <laughs> I live with him, man. Oh, really? Yeah, I live with I mean, I'll. Do you ever get a word in? <laughs> <laughs> I'll come in the living room. I can just hear him talking. I'm like, Zach, who are you talking to? Ah, uh, nobody. Just talking, man. <laughs> just talking. <laughs> just talking. Uh, so, what do you guys, uh, what do you do in your, your spare time? What are your hobbies? What do you uh, enjoy? I mean, I, I've actually been watching a little bit of. Uh, you ever watch Yellowstone? The, yeah, I have. Yeah. I have not seen the new season, but I've seen everything leading up yeah, to it. I, I spent a lot of my spare time doing that. So uh, Great show. Yeah. All right. Yellowstone guy. Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. CJ Mayhew joining us. CJ, uh, talk to a couple of your teammates, and you don't know a lot about Bryant to this point. When do you start kind of looking at them? Is that something you do later on this week? Uh, you know, I, I usually leave it up to the coaches to do that. Uh I don't think I've ever looked up a team or like <laughs> looked up the players or what their numbers are. So that the like coaches that. just kind of instill it in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll have like a team meet or like a pitchers meeting before the games. We'll be like, all right, this right here's the guy that you know, if if he's up and there's a base open, you know, don't don't like give him a cookie or nothing like that. So they'll be <laughs> they'll be them guys that you know like they'll give you a number to watch out for, and then obviously. When I'm pitching, I, I usually forget about it. So I'm just, like, <laughs> you just go back to what you do. Yeah, I'll, I, I know, there was a couple times last year I'd look over there and you know they'd be like, "Hey, pitch smart. This guy is he's, he's pretty dangerous." And I'm like, "No, nah, like, I'm not." Like, You're telling me to walk this? No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. No. <laughs> how do you like how it's changed with the um, the call coming in? I guess do they 
Are they doing like the um, like the earpiece now? Yeah, coach yeah. the catcher is that right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I mean, does it matter to you whether you got the finger signals or the wristband? Do you care? No, I, I don't. I don't care. But um, I mean, obviously having the earpiece for the catcher, it makes it uh, it kind of speeds the game up a little bit. So. And I guess you, you don't want anybody to steal the the signs and yeah, all that. Yeah, and too. and it's actually easier for the catchers and the pitchers to actually like because we don't have, really have to know like a set a set sign so. It's just they give them the sign in the ear, and they'll just throw it down to us. Good stuff. CJ, how much have you enjoyed playing uh, in front of the, the Pirate Nation? You, you really got a taste of it, I guess, in the regional, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, was that maybe for the first time uh, to see it like that? But how much uh, how much does that amp you up when uh, everybody's in there screaming? <laughs> it's, it's actually awesome. Uh, I still remember it was my freshman year. I think we was playing uh, – I think it was Ole Miss in the uh, LeClaire Classic. And uh, I was in the bullpen – I'm looking in the bullpen. Obviously, I'm just looking around. Like there's there's fans around the bullpen. I'm like, good. There's a lot of people here. And then I get on the mound. It's kind of like I hear all these fans chanting and stuff. And I'm like, I honestly had to when I threw my last more pitch. I honestly had to take a deep breath and just look around and just kind of soak it all in because I've never played in front of that many people. Yeah. Does it? You get used to it. Does it kind of go away after you're out there for a little while? Yeah. Like, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've I've actually had a lot of people ask me like, ah, oh, you. Does it? You get nervous like when you're playing in front of five thousand. I'm like, honestly, I don't know how many people's there. Like when I'm when I'm actually pitching, like it's just like a tunnel vision. Who are some of the uh, the younger pitchers, CJ, that have opened your eye that maybe we haven't seen yet? Some of the younger guys on the staff. Anybody come to mind? Yeah, uh, Jake Hunter. He's. I mean, he's I keep been, hearing that name. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's been lights out this fall, and uh, I mean, he's just he just fills his own up. He's got multiple pitches. He can throw them. I mean, basically in any count. And then you got uh, Trey Savage. He's a big old guy. He's got a good arm on him. So um, excited to see him pitch. And then actually Eric Ritchie is, is a good arm and Merritt Beaker. Um, I mean, the freshman this year, it's – I mean, there's some talent. There's there's some real talent in there. And you lose guys like Gavin on the, the front end, but on the back end, Bridges, Colmore, that were really leaders and huge guys out of the bullpen. But – I've heard Cliff Godwin say that this might be the deepest uh, you've been as far as pitching goes. So, uh, got some returners, but the young guys are going to have to step up too, right? Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to step up. I mean, uh, as from they first got here to now, like it's a it's a tremendous growth. I mean, they've changed a whole lot, and uh, it's not just in baseball. It's like the way they handle their business and stuff, like on and off the field. Uh, they've they've grew up a lot. Cliff Godwin always talks about competing, how you guys compete at practice, compete on the field against an opponent, even in the classroom. And according to your bio here, uh, CJ, five-time ECU Director of Athletics Honor Roll, two-time American Athletic Conference All-Academic Team. So you're killing the dudes in the uh, classroom, man. Way to go. I honestly didn't even know that. (laughs) Uh, But he he makes that important, right? Like, hey, if you guys aren't getting the grades, you're not going to be on this team. Yeah, I mean – it's actually it's, it's, it's I can I mean coming in I was like man this guy wants us to get good grades and all this but I mean now I kind of see where he's like see where he's coming from if you can if you can put your mind to it in the classroom then on the field it should be easy criminal justice major so you're gonna have your your baseball career yeah. uh, and what do you want to do after that mm-hmm. anything in mind yet uh actually I'm doing a internship uh, after this season with uh, my police department back home. And so, uh, awesome. I mean, obviously, like, 
I, I'm not sure what I want to do yet, but something in that field. A lot of baseball between now and then. Yeah. Uh, for CJ Mayhew joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, CJ, what are your? Uh, I don't know your final thoughts as you head into this season. What uh, what kind of year are you expecting for the Pirates? Oh, I'm expecting a big year for us. Uh, like Coach said, it's probably the most talented team we've had. So uh, there should be a lot of big things coming. Looking forward to it. CJ, thanks for joining us, man. And we will talk to you uh, next week. Thank you. And I am joined in the studio by East Carolina infielder Zach Agnos. Zach, welcome in. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm excited, and uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I called you infielder because you played third, but might see you at a different position uh, this year. So coming up Friday, you think you'll be at second base? Uh, I think so. Uh, there's no guarantees uh, with Coach Galvin, <laughs> as you know. Um, you could be on the mound. I could be. I could be. You never know. Um, but no, I think I will be, and I think I'll be used a lot um, across the infield this year. So, And the fact that you don't know this close to the season tells me that you are comfortable at third, second, if they put you at short, wherever. You feel pretty good about no matter where you are in the field? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, this fall, I was at shortstop a lot and uh, played a little bit of third, too. And uh, at, once I got back from break, I uh, they asked me if I could play second base. I said, absolutely. And uh, it's uh, pretty comfortable for me. So, well, uh, Coming up in high school, were you predominantly short or you played yeah, short? Yeah, well, out of high school, I was actually mainly a pitcher. Oh, okay. I, I was, Coach Godwin said I was a pitcher that played a position, whereas Carson – was a position player that pitched. Okay. And now those roles have kind of <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we've seen you at a, a few different places during your career here at East Carolina. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the offseason, Zach, and you specifically. What did you want to improve on, what, whether it be in the field with Palumbo or uh, at the dish hitting? What, what were the, your main goals this offseason? Uh, you know, just build off of what – I've already done. Um, I had a long talk with Coach Godwin uh, before the fall, right when I got back from summer ball, and said we weren't going to change anything. We're just going to work on mainly approach stuff and simplifying the game. And I think that's the biggest thing because after playing college baseball for two years, it's a it's a completely different ball game than anything that I've played before. And the best thing you can do is just slow down the game within the game. So that's the one thing that I've really focused on. And uh, I think yeah, I believe I've gotten better at it, and Coach Godwin has uh, paid me some compliments, too. Of course, uh, you are the brother of Jake Agnos. You had an opportunity to pick his brain, and, and he said that – I remember him saying that you became friends with some of his teammates, you know, coming up. So now, now talking to them about the D1 level of baseball and then playing it is two different things. So how much uh, was there a learning curve for you when you first got here from high school? Um, I feel like I – I feel like I had a pretty easy transition, um, partially, mainly because of Jake, and he was just, you know, when he'd come home and throw for break, he'd start, he'd be 20 feet away throwing the ball as hard as he could and say, oh, you think you can't handle this, and you're going to you're gonna have a tough time in college, well, and you know how he is, and uh, so, I mean, he, he definitely helped me and helped me mature early. Um, you know, I also have an older brother, John, and he also, he when he first got out of college he was living at home when I was still in high school and he uh, humbled me quite a bit and uh, knocked me on my butt when I needed to so uh, those two definitely helped me mature and made the transition a little easier for me so and you have a sister as well yep. is that right she's the oldest she's the ringleader so the you're family. the youngest out of everybody I am I am alright well I was going to ask you a lot about you and Jake but with all your siblings do you remember I'm sure they used to beat you no. all the time 
and then you did do you remember when you finally like beat jake or your other brother at something yeah it was uh i'm john is john's like a crossfit like oh very dear. strong yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he'll, you'll see he'll be throwing out the first pitch on friday actually really yeah oh man that's yeah. awesome so uh no i remember we were at thanksgiving and we were playing this game and thanksgiving's a big thing in our family so my mom's side of the family comes up and my dad's side usually does but not the past few years because covid and all but um so my aunt jody my mom's sister she's she's the one that always brings the games and stuff and so she taped or glued super glued a bunch of feathers to uh like a t-shirt and she's like zach oh you're gonna be the turkey and the point of the game was to pull off the (laughs) feathers and uh jake thought it would be funny to come full sprint down our hill as i was running away with my back turned to him and (laughs) clocked me and uh, then they all started, everybody started pulling out their phones and videoing. And I remember I got him on the ground. I just started elbowing him. I didn't want, I didn't want to hurt him too bad. I know he'll probably be mad that I told that story, but he won't admit it. But that's, that's the one time I think I actually got him. All right. We'll save this one and uh, we'll hear Jake's side of it. His is going to be a totally different story, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Of course it is. Uh, while we're on the topic, though, I did uh, ask Jake about you, which I, I do every time we have him on the show because, like yourself, very personable a great interview good talker uh he likes to mix in slights at you and also give you compliments so i think there's a little bit of both here but this was either right before or after the greenville regional you guys won last year it was in the summer of 21 and kind of taught him how you improved during the season and here uh, is what jake had to say i mean it's very easy you know i look at my sophomore year when you know had a couple bad outings and let that spiral he did a good job of just kind of sticking with it and uh like you said I, I think you know his average clearly if you ask him is not where he wants it to be but but you look at the walks and, and the extra base hits and you know he does he's a catalyst for the team you know he's going to get on base however he can um so he's done a phenomenal job of that i i you know i think for zach and i told him this like i think in the beginning of the season you know he was just trying to do too much you know he tried to play with swag and this and that and it just looked forced, and I told him, like, just just play your game. And once he started doing that, I remember texting him after a game and just saying, like, you play with more swagger and you look more confident when you don't try to do any of that stuff. And you just go out there and play like you do. So, um, you know, I, sometimes I wanted to swing at some more first pitches just so I don't have to lose more hair as the count goes on. <laughs> he's done a phenomenal job of, of really turning around the season. And then I, I'm more proud of how he's been in the field. I think he's made some unbelievable plays. And uh, has really showed off, you know, how powerful his arm is. And it's been fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I, I find myself, like, just as stressed out and, and, and mad when he, you know, does something wrong as I do myself. But it's a lot easier when, uh, you know, you're, you're behind the screen and, and, you know, you can say whatever you want. But he's done a great job of, of flipping it and uh, really being a – a catalyst for this team at times so yeah. i'm just proud of the way that he didn't let that that initial failure you know bring him down that's jake agnos brother of zach agnos and uh giving you some praise there and it is funny i, I swear we talked to him i think live during one of y'all's games and uh i remember him like especially that last nc state game he pitched and he was all like hyped <laughs> up i the nerve the amount of nerves he had watching his little brother play was hilarious to me like he he was all into it he was like living every single pitch with you and uh, i don't know it was pretty cool to hear yeah that just tells you the kind of brother he is yeah. um yeah no he uh me and him had some talks when 
one as we mentioned the struggle happened early but he definitely had some talks with me and him and john would we have a brother's group chat and they would send me some stuff and get on me when i needed let's just say that i think you have a natural swagness about you i mean swagnos swagnos yeah Yeah. that's that's it that's on my glove every year chandler have you ever um swagged so much that you you out swagged the situation and ran out of swag has that ever happened I mean, to you? It happens. It happens <laughs> to the best of us. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I've, could you be the Joe Burr of EC baseball, <laughs> where you just—it's not—it's like you don't even try. Yeah. It's like yeah. Just, the effortless, effortless swagness. Yeah. I. That's some big shoes to fill, Joe Burrow, <laughs> or as they like to call him, Joe Shiesty. Oh, yeah. Joe Shiesty. Uh, yeah. There we are. But. Uh, you know, uh, you know who I think really could, and I think he's got good potential, but they they do try. And they try a little too hard. Is Josh Moylan? Hmm, he uh-huh. he goes to all those. Uh, he goes to, like stores and gets like like he wore a Mandalorian shirt, which was actually really cool. Um, he wears like those little tiny glasses. Like yeah. he does all that. He's got a little fashion to him, but he tries really hard. Huh. <laughs> Talking to Zach Agnos here inside the Pirate Radio Studio. So Zach, uh, I'd like to ask you guys this: What else did you play in high school and coming up? What were your other sports that you played? Um, I played basketball and baseball. That was pretty much it. Uh, soccer when I was like a kid, but basketball and baseball, and then and once I got to high school, strictly baseball. And then you were really good at feather football. We learned, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'll rough it up a little bit. I was a little surprised to hear Carson Wisenhunt, and and this is me maybe stereotyping. I asked who the best basketball player was on the ECU baseball team. He thought about it for a moment, and he said Ryder Giles. Yeah, Ryder Ryder's pretty, he's a ball. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. Um, I I remember my freshman year. We're just shooting around, Coach Galvin. Don't get mad. We're just <laughs> shooting around outside and like playing some around the world. And Ryder just like went around the world and went back and lit it up. Just not not even like changing turns. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, he's pretty good. Awesome. We'll have to talk about his basketball exploits coming to. up at four o'clock. <laughs> Zach Agnos here, getting ready for the season opener. I asked uh, Wizenhunt about this from a pitcher standpoint. How about you as a hitter when it comes to scouting opponents and? Is it tough to scout like a Bryant as opposed to a conference team or a North Carolina? Like, how much do you know, or is that something you look at later in the week? Like, um, I, I haven't really thought about the games. I'm not going to lie. Um, is that but, like because you're so day to day? Um, that and I don't. I, yeah, I mean, I don't like to look ahead. I really don't, and I think, I mean, that's what some week preach. And, yeah. But uh, we re- also don't know a lot about Bryant. Yeah. Um. We know that they're a talented team. They make a regional every year, and the one thing we know is they're going to give us their best punch. So, And they were uh, an opponent of the Pirates in the Charlottesville regional. Right. Was Jake on those teams? Did no. You, okay, that, that was, was before? The year before Jake. Uh, Travis Watkins hit that dinger against Virginia. Yeah. They went to a super, but Bryant was the two-seed in that regional, and East Carolina knocked them off as a three-seed. We'll see them here at home coming up. You don't look ahead, and, and that makes sense, and you're not supposed to. Cliff doesn't want you to, but... I, I, do you look at the schedule at all and see, okay, we're playing Carolina Duke, all yeah. that stuff? Okay. Yeah, I have. I have, definitely. Um, I looked. I actually, one time when I was in a meeting with Coach Galvin in the fall, he has these little books for his recruits. And if you flip through the books, it's like reasons you should come to ECU, blah, blah, blah. And then it's got part of the schedule. It doesn't have the dates. It just has the teams that we're playing. And so he went to the bathroom. and <laughs> So I just started flipping through the pages, and I saw all this, like, 
I don't know how long it was in the fall, and it was like Virginia Tech, Carolina, Duke, NC. I was like, dude, this is awesome schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to pretend you didn't know yeah. that you were playing like later. Act surprised when they told us. I was like, no way. <laughs> uh, Zach Agnos here. Another reason to come to East Carolina is the the family atmosphere. You got the jungle. You've got the fans. Uh, I really loved uh, how Cliff incorporates, you know, former players, things like that, but also players' families, and and you know, it means a lot, I'm sure, to you and and the Pirate family that's kind of helped you out through some tough times uh, this yeah. off season. But it's really cool, Zach, to to be out in the jungle and to meet. Like I was telling Carson, I met his parents, like mm-hmm. met your family, the Bridges, like all those. Uh, that, that's a really neat part of this thing that it kind of extends beyond the field with ECU baseball. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. And that's uh, that's something, like you said, is very special about this place. Um, you don't find that everywhere, and I, that's 100% truthful. I got buddies that play in different programs, and I played summer ball, and I asked everybody how their fans are. I got terrible. Like I was like, okay, like there's no place like this. And like you mentioned, these tough times that people have just really stepped up and you know, put a hand on my shoulder, and not even mine, but just my whole family's, my mom's. Um, they got that bench out in right field. I actually spent some time with the other night, wow. and uh, you know, I, you just can't beat it. Um, and that just makes that just makes playing a little bit easier because you know that no matter what, that these guys got your back and. Um, that they're going to support you no matter what. And your family will be here Friday. Oh, uh, said uh, Big John, yeah, John, older John throwing John, out the first pitch. He, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to figure out some tickets there. But uh, <laughs> my sister, my sister, the oldest one, she's a little worried. She's been texting me a lot, like, "Oh my gosh, do I need to buy tickets?" I was like, "No, Katie, we'll we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it." So. <laughs> Um, but no, everybody will be here, so I'm excited for them all to come down. All right, I know Cliff hates when we bring this up, but like we have to. I, no Norby, no Gavin, Bridges, Colmore, Franny, Cadell. Like you're losing a lot. How are you guys going to win games this year? But you got a, some great returners. I'm interested, Zach, to see some of these new faces. Who are some guys that we haven't seen yet that Pirate fans are going to enjoy watching? Oh, there's a lot of them. Uh, Ryan McChrystal. Uh, he's a catcher, very, very talented, very talented bat. He's got a great arm. Um, he's just a good dude to be around, fun dude to be around. Um, I think pitching-wise, we got a lot, man. We got Eric Ritchie, who throws the ball well. We got Trey Savage, who throws hard and has really good stuff. We got Merritt Beaker. Jake Hunter, is uh, he's uh, he doesn't have anything that will be like, holy crap, this dude is amazing, but, I mean, he – I mean, Coach Godwin said that we, he stacked the lineup yesterday against Jake Hunter to see how he pitched, and I think he gave up one hit in four mm. innings. And he, wow. uh, so he's pretty good. I mean, there's, I mean, everybody, like, there's everybody. Luke Nowak, he can run a bit around the bases in probably five seconds. He's so fast. Um, all the infielders, and um, so I mean, we got a lot of talent, and I'm really excited. And um, I think it's a good mix with experience, and we got some good leadership on this team. And uh, oh, one that I forgot to mention was Jacob Jenkins Cowart or Coart. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, but uh, just a freak. Like just so much talent, so much juice. He's just a just another dude that just runs through a wall. Like just goes full speed ahead. Looking forward to some of those new names, yeah. and of course all the the returners. You know, a lot of experience on this yeah. team as well. Uh, Zach, I asked Carson who the toughest guys he had to face this fall and, and the scrimmages were, and he said yourself and. Uh, Lane Hoover, another lefty, hitting on a lefty. He said he couldn't get him out. Uh, how about you? Uh, who are the, the toughest arms you faced this offseason? Um, Carson was tough, especially when he nailed me with 93 right in the ribs mm. on Friday. Um, get you ready for the season, oh, yeah, right? yeah, there's a big bruise right there. It hurts. People 
try to mess around and touch and <laughs> I just want to punch him in the face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, like I said, Jake Hunter, uh, he's like, like I said, like huh. I, I thought I saw him really well, but he just blew fastballs by me, kept me off balance, pitch pitches on the black of the plate. And uh, so um, Mayhew's not a fun at bat, but um, I'll probably say Carson. Carson's really tough, really, really tough because he's got that really good changeup. How are you guys? Well, uh, I should save the health question for Cliff. I don't want you to get in trouble. I'll, I'll ask how the team's doing health wise with Cliff. Yeah, I'll save you from like running laps or whatever. Uh, but I, I know the team's fired up. Like, do you guys it, look regional champions? That's great. Lost in the super to a great team. That mm-hmm. happens. Uh, do you think about that? Bring it up as motivation. Is that all in the rear view? How do you use that? Yeah, I, I mainly use it to motivate the guys. Um, I know some of them were, like the new guys especially, I know some of them were in the stands last year during the regional, and I asked them, I was like, how was it? They are like, dude, that was so fun. I was like, you think it's fun out there? Imagine when you're on the field and you make a play and you just turn around and see five and a half, six thousand people going crazy. Um, but, it, like, it's just something that not every team can experience. Like, I mean, it's incredible. Like, I'm getting chills thinking about it, but... Um, I try not to think about it because, like, I don't want to be so disappointed. Right. Where if we go in as a two seed, I don't want to be like, oh, our season's over, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward uh, to the season and – oh, here comes Mayhew. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the season and, um, yeah, just using that as motivation, basically. It's uh, fun. Uh, you guys uh, have had that experience and, and obviously don't take it for granted. You never know when your your time will come to, to not host a regional or host a regional. But, uh, man, it was so much fun last year, especially with the fans being out for oh, like a year and a half to I have know. them back. That was uh, that was such a party out there. All right, Zach, how about your your new school with the, the Swagno stuff we talked about, but the old school approach of drawing walks. You're making walks cool again. Yeah. How about that part of your game? Uh, like, is that something you've always had? Did that just kind of happen? Like, uh, what's up with the walks? I, I don't remember ever walking that much. Um, my senior year of high school, I walked quite a bit just because they were probably pitching away from. Me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to be caught, but yeah, yeah. like yeah. Um, but I, I never walked, and it's something. I mean, I got into a lot of deep counts. Um, yeah, walks are cool. I mean, it's put. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not a speed demon but i can put pressure on the defense with yeah. my base running I, I like to think i'm a pretty savvy base runner and you know it's just another base runner puts pressure on the pitcher gets them in the stretch adds pitches um usually walks aren't four pitches usually it's six seven eight nine yeah, which right. pitchers our pitchers shoot for like 13 12 or 13 less pitches in an inning so uh it's just a gritty grindy approach i like it you're a uh, a va guy i'm glad to hear you're still sticking with the well commanders, commanders now uh but you're a fellow washington fan that's great to hear uh how about uh who are your your big league guys you like to watch maybe get some stuff from their game and put into yours Ooh. are you a nationals guy by I, yeah okay. i am but i don't i mean obviously juan soto he's yeah. just to watch him play so fun but i i really really like Charlie Blackman from the Rockies just because he doesn't care. Like, it's kind of all out. just doesn't care, just plays. Like, he doesn't – he's got a big beard, long, kind of nasty, greasy hair. <laughs> but uh, he's awesome, and I just think he doesn't try to go for the everything, like attention, all this and stuff. And, like, I remember one year he didn't make an all-star game, and he, like, tweeted something like, I don't care. Like, something like just he doesn't really care. And, 
I think he plays the game for the right reasons and that he loves it. And I mean, I watched a video on him, how his car broke down and it's like a 2001 Jeep Grand Cherokee and he's making millions of dollars. Yeah. I think he's just a simple dude that... Humble guy. Yeah, yeah that just loves the game. So I, I really like uh, really like Charlie Blackman. Looking forward to seeing Zach Agnos this Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday against Brian. How about Jake? How's he uh, doing health-wise? He's recovering really, really well. Okay. Um, he's been sending me and John some texts and... Uh, he's really fired up, good. and uh, he feels really good. He's at a good place. He's, he's pretty shredded now. I'm not. I'm hmm. not going to boost his head. He's got some abs and okay. some ridiculous back muscles. But because <laughs> uh, the major league baseball spats going yeah, on, but uh, the minor leaguers, we talked to Packard and Burleson and those guys not too long ago. They're planning to to go ahead and play yeah. as normal. So yeah. we hope uh, we can see some Jake Agnos on yep, the mound this year. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, Zach, thanks for hanging out, man. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun, and I look forward to next Monday. Yeah, we'll uh, recap the Bryan series, look ahead to North Carolina, and uh, talk more baseball with you. Awesome. So thanks, Sounds man. good. Thank you. And that was another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast. This time it's the ECU Baseball Players Lounge Edition. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe in your Apple Store. You can also visit our website at PR927FM.com, and you can follow us on social media at pr 927 7FM to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.